Welcome. We thank you for listening with us today. We ask that you please stow away and secure all important items. There are no emergency exits. So, just sit back, relax, fasten your earbuds, and enjoy. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Funny Too Informing. All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Funny to Informing. Uh, no number yet. We don't know. We're not sure. Is this Funny to Informing or is it Funny to Interviews? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm going to make oh, that happen. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Um, but uh, uh, we're uh, we're live here on the street with you guys this week uh, for this. We decided to do, we're going to intro this interview right here on the street. Taking it to Which the street. we have another very cool one. Taking uh, it to the street. Shut up. I'm singing Yacht Rock. <laughs> Yeah, we're at a Crafton Common. Crafton uh, Common, right here along uh, Robinson, across the street from the giant uh, St. James Episcopal Church downtown on Orange and Robinson, if anyone's aware. And I know that because I'm looking at it as it's exiting. Perfect time for us to record this. Let's keep our shits and fucks to minimums. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's a it's, yeah beautiful day here in Orlando. Uh, I'm John. That's Chris Pizza Peisenberg Coleman. It is. And uh, if this is your first time listening, we do have a, a, a quite a few new listeners. We might have some new listeners. Yeah, anybody coming over from the Sid, Sid Vicious interview we did? That was a really fun one. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And if you've continued listening and you're hearing this one now, thank you for, for continuing. I don't know how you found us, but uh, I'm really glad you did. And hopefully I do. It's because we promoted the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and hopefully that's working, and you guys are new listeners. So yeah, yeah and uh, stick around. We got lots more stuff coming up after this. Great interviews down the pike. Yeah, not even just this one, but ones further down yeah. the road are going to be great. Our regular shows are uh, mostly good. <laughs> you know, they're always good. Sometimes great. Yeah, that's how we'll say it. They're they're live uh, on Thursdays at seven o'clock. Um, Twitch.tv slash Amplified Network or YouTube.com slash Amplified Network. Facebook slash Amplified Network. All of the above. Yeah, yeah, and we do have some interviews there, but they're on the shorter side. They'll be like ten or fifteen minute ones, and yeah. and sometimes a guest. You know, we had a, a Josh Bauer, the live painter. That was cool. Yep. We Wanna... talked to a couple of a uh, couple of people working on a project that'll be out probably hopefully uh, early twenty twenty. We would hope. Is if it gets picked up by 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 distribution, but uh, yeah, some right. of the people from Showdown on the Brazos. It's a Showdown Western. on the Brazos. Showdown on the Brazzers. Not Brazzers. <laughs> it's a top. Yeah. No, that's a it, those, the parody. The I figured out the parody spoof. Well, you know how porn porn does parody spoof movies of all the movies. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Parody spoof that for that would be uh, top down at the Brazzers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instead of showdown on the yeah. on the Brazzers. Yeah, anyway, top up. I'm being stupid. Um, yeah. So we yeah, this interview consists of Larry Hankin. Um, people primarily know nobody him knows as, the name Larry Hankin because I've known this guy for years, and as soon as I I knew him when I heard his voice, well, and I was like, oh, I know this guy. And I don't know if we talked about it with him or not, but it, it is one of those characters which there are a bunch of them out there that you've seen on. TV a bunch of different times yep. and you don't you can't quite place them or you know yeah sometimes you can't even name where they're from like well, let alone absolutely uh, their name you, you can't you can't place them at all you, you you know their face but you don't know where they're from he's one of those he's what I call a and I, not just what I call what I would say is a prolific character actor Apparently yeah, it yeah. is uh it is now one thirty. There go the one thirty uh church There's bells church across bells. the street. Yeah. Well because we haven't done this mobile recording thing in quite a few episodes. I think the last nope. time we did it out and about was Maxine's, which was before episode hundred. 
which yeah, was 99. I guess you're right. Yeah, it was like at Ollie's or something, right? I don't even remember. No, Hideaway. We did a Hideaway one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but well. yeah, no, I felt like we all wanted to get some coffee. We're chilling here with, with Adri's in the background today. Say hi. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you can barely hear, but Half-heartedly. We, we decided to come get some coffee before we go maybe watch a little football, American football on some televisions, and then Adrian and I are going to go watch some real football. At uh, Exploria Stadium. Football. Football, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I I got this, like, nitro brew. um, I don't know what it was called. Did we say where we're at? Yeah, uh, Craft and Common. Craft and Common, yeah. It's a new coffee spot here downtown. It's one of my favorites. I really like it. I I described it as hipster. It's a little bit, but not Adri laughed at me like, you call everything hipster. And it's like, maybe I do. Maybe it is a catch-all term for me. But it's just that it's it's <laughs> it's ultra modern. It's run in a very weird well, way. The we, staff is very mo- it's millennial. We, the staff is millennial. The co- the the clientele is millennial. I am. You're not categorizing. Millennial. You're categorizing. I know, I'm just we, na- I'm just speaking truth. Well, no, no. But me and Adri were talking about this too, and we were you know uh, if it's a sports, you're kind of you say frat guys or you know prep uh, preppy people. Oh yeah, okay. It's a, you 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 have a tendency to do that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you know. It's not like racist like, or Look at this group of people walking up the street. Blacks. Oh, oh wow. I was <laughs> Categorize them into something. Just kidding. There's nobody a, walking up the street right now. As I was about to say, you don't do that. Uh, yeah. no, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, to get back to this Larry Hankin thing, um, one thing I found phenomenal when we were interviewing him was, because he mentioned it, but he kind of slipped it in that he was homeless. for you know he, he uh, And he based the character... One of his characters off of his experiences from being homeless. Yeah, there was that one piece of work he had that he pretty much did everything for, but it was the homeless detective. Yeah, yeah. Which was and a, we a talk character. about this on the show, but yeah, and we we said who Larry Hank we said Larry Hankin, but we didn't kind of name some of his more famous oh, credits okay, so to this, explain to people who yeah. he might be that don't know. Probably anyone listening right now, I will tell you the top probably what two credits to this guy's name. That everyone knows him from. Okay. One, uh, John, I'll let you give your favorite, and then I'll give my favorite. Mr. Heckles from Friends. Mr. Heckles from Friends. It was Phoebe's, what, downstairs neighbor? Oh, no, Monica's. Monica's. It was, a, it, it was Monica's it neighbor? Was, yeah. I thought it was Phoebe's neighbor. It was directly okay. in the in the main building that they okay. shoot so, from. Okay, yeah, so the main set, Monica and, uh, and Rachel's apartment. I guess he lived directly downstairs. He would always be complaining that they were noisy. He would he practiced his oboe. He was famous for playing an oboe, right? I don't. Yeah, and then at one point he stole Ross's monkey. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah. So, but so did Rachel and Emily. Fuck them both. And Julie, <laughs> that Asian bitch. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Mr. Heckles had to change his voice for that a little bit, which makes him such a great character actor. But yeah, you know when we when you talk to him, you hear his voice, and you know he has a particular way of sounding, uh, a, a definite unique tone. But in 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 Friends, he was kind of like very. Uh, dry, you know, he had to d- speak yeah, more yeah, deep, yeah. and uh, yeah. I could play the oboe. Absolutely. The- yeah, well, he, well, I mean, he was upping the weirdo level. You know, he was a weird fucking dude. And I, although he may yeah, like, look like a weird dude, he had to up the weirdness because he's he's not a weird dude, as you'll hear on the interview. Yeah, not not like a cat lady, but like if there was like a cat, if there was a cat guy, a cat dude, it, it would be John Hannon, <laughs> and it would be right now. Look at his Facebook post recently, <laughs> it creepy. Was, it was in the group page. It, uh, oh yeah, look in the group page. You'll see his creepy cat yeah, weird shit. Which I don't by even the way, want to get into it. Yeah, you know who loved that the most? My mom, uh, weird cat lady. <laughs> and again, to the first time listeners, it's Facebook or Instagram.com slash funny to informing. Uh, and then if yeah, you type like in, the business page, go there, give us a thumbs up and like it yeah because if you search it in facebook funny to informing there's going to be two that come up the group page and then the business page right so the group- everybody has that now i think people are starting to well 
Well, let the see. Hey, that's, oh, that was a chopper. That's hey, man. The trappings of a live recording, hey, man. That's what you get. The but steel uh, yeah, horse he rides. I feel like everybody on a steel horse he rides. <laughs> he's wanted. No, he's not. Did you see him? He's hideous. Uh, there but, was no uh, cops behind him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think people are starting to understand a little more that uh, the difference in business pages and groups. Groups you interact. People are friends, well, and you and make we, posts and blah blah blah. And business pages are more for like go there. You can contact us. You can get to our email. You can get links to everything, all of our shows. Well, with business blah, blah, pages, blah. you have to like um, people who you like, they really have to want to follow your show to get onto the business page. The group page, you can throw people in there and yeah. get it up to two thousand. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. I see it all the time where there's two thousand people in a group and maybe like five likes per post, or right. you know. It's, oh it's yeah, very, absolutely. Yeah, but well, the you know the business page, you know, you can't force anybody into that. You can send them an invite, and if they don't want to take engaged. it are they yeah yeah but yeah. uh so yeah so aside from mr heckles back to the, the to, to the interview he had more, the, yeah, more characters from him yeah uh yeah his probably his other most famous role would have been uh would have been uh what what carl i forget uh, his last name i don't know it was, no it was carl i was trying to think of his last name but i i can't remember oh, it, i can't think of it either he was now. carl in uh in billy madison which is a fucking amazing role um, it was real different for him. He kind of played a little off type. He wasn't his weird, long haired, hippie, weirdo guy self. Yeah, he was like a straight man. He was a straight laced man. He actually played a uh, chief operations officer for Billy Madison's father's chain of hotels. That was his. Yeah, he was working. Title, he was working with like the um, the antagonist or the bad guy most yeah, of the time. Um, who was played by Bradley Whitford? What was that guy's name? Um, Damn. No, dude. I, he's I another remember. one of those that yeah, you just don't can't, can't place him. I can't remember his no his character's <laughs> name. I can't remember his character's oh, name. No, I don't. Yeah. But yeah, he was the bad guy, and Carl was directly under him. And the bad guy, obviously, Bradley Whitford was trying to to undermine everything Billy was doing so that he could get the the chain of hotels. And Carl yeah. was on Billy's side. And at the very end, the asshole guy tried to like pull the rug out from Billy and fuck him up and wreck it all so that he would wind up with the hotel. And fucking and it almost and Carl, worked. And Carl came, swooped in, and mm-hmm. saved him. So Carl was kind of the hero of the movie, and his famous line in that was uh, was where they, where him and Billy had a heart to heart, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, I hate that guy." And he was like, "Yeah, don't you hate how he laughs all Weasley like?" <laughs> and he does that like weasel face. It's so great, yeah, dude. And, and 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 Larry definitely remembered that when we when we recalled back to that in the interview. You'll yeah. hear that he talks he talks very candidly about his. His role on that movie, his time shooting that movie, Adam Sandler, his thoughts on him, the production, all yeah, of the above, yeah. along it, with a million other things. It was uh, definitely a role that was outside of what he's used to doing because, you know, we just talked about him. He was, he was homeless for a while. So, and that's the character. Like, I noticed a lot of his IMDb, a lot of his characters are, you know, the crazy guy or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, well, the, the homeless Joe or. Well, you kind of get archetyped or pigeonholed into a certain role. And, and that's kind of your role as a character actor. A lot of times that's kind of what you are. You know, you just play the. The John Hannon or the yeah. Chris Coleman, well, or the, you just play kind of a, di- a little spin on that on the actual person that you are. Yeah, because I thought maybe he was like um, uh, an intense. Fuck you too, buddy. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't beep at me, beep at you. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, we're in traffic. I'm getting road rage from the side of the road here, guys. <laughs> we're a little too close to uh, yeah to everything going on here. To the action. Yeah. Um. No, but he. Uh, yeah, like I know um, with Junkyard Joe. There the you most, go. That was gonna, we have one. to mention that that's a huge role for him right now, especially with El Camino coming out. And him being in that in the most recent trailer, that his name is Joe, and the new trailer is called "Go for Joe." In El Camino, yeah, but the El Breaking Camino, Bad, Breaking sequel. Bad sequel, yeah. sequel, yeah, it is the post, yeah, it's what it's what's going on with Jesse Pinkman 
after the events of Breaking Bad. Yeah, it yeah. comes out actually when we release this. It will be coming out. It, it will either have already been out or it will be coming out very soon, October 11th. It, it's uh, Netflix. I'm interested to see how that movie does. See if it really takes off or if oh, it, it just kind of people. Falls in dude, the mud. I'm in some big Breaking Bad groups on Facebook, and these people are fucking fervent, dude. Like. I, I, I kind of am too. Every day, fifty posts and shit. No, I love it too, but it's just I can't post that much, dude. It's like, a, oh it's a, yeah, God. too much. Like these people, they're, they're pictures of themselves throwing pizzas on the roof of the house with the pizza roof, and pictures of themselves sitting in front of Jesse and Jane's apartment uh, apartment where oh, Jane wow. died and shit. It's like, wow, you motherfuckers are going hard. Yeah, and, I mean, hey, more power to you. People love that show. I love that show. I just like I don't look go at me. I'm, I'm in the desert, just like they were. <laughs> okay, <laughs> look, I found a blue barrel. Call me Walt. <laughs> Lots what of does people. that mean? Yeah. How do you make that tie? <laughs> Lots of people do that. Uh, but I, I have cancer. Yeah, no, yeah. whoa, sorry, Ooh. sorry for your loss. Uh, <laughs> still relatable. You're also, though, Walt. To that. Right. Yeah, but okay, so yeah, and then um, well, you know, I feel like I thought maybe he was like an intense method actor. You know what I mean? And uh, I guess he really. It, I mean, and he talks about his method acting because. You know, if nobody knows what that is. Ooh, no, ooh. no, no, he's on super <laughs> method because I called him on that thinking because he's you like, I do read, no research. I don't care. You, yeah, you had read. I mean, he does. He does what I think a lot of people do, like actors do, in which they they study and they research a little bit and they come up with how they're going to play it. You know, they have a backstory for the character. You know, the character is Junkyard Joe. He, you know. You had heard the what, what you had heard that uh, he was uh, he what he like went and lived in a junkyard for two weeks or two months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I called him on that, and he was like, "No, hell no." Nope. See, that's method acting, John, where you actually go and you like submerge yourself in it, like Andy Kaufman or whatever. Oh, like a yeah, like Jim Carrey did even yeah, like like Jim Carrey did for Andy Kaufman because Andy, Andy Kaufman did the same thing. Yeah, because people um, thought famously like- Daniel Day Lewis is the same dude. Before he did like um, was it uh, what's that uh, movie Blood blood uh it's about oil but it's uh there will be blood oh yeah dude he went crazy for that and like you couldn't call him daniel offset and gangs of new york as well he's his rolling gangs of new york same shit it's, you had uh, to call him by butcher you had to call him butcher bill at all times during shooting even when in his trailer he would not come out of that role see and, and that's like, method acting. that's artistic in a way and that's but over it, the top it seems like a bit much oh, it's for artistic sure. but, but you know what the motherfuckers that do that are usually amazing actors i mean fucking daniel day lewis has multiple oscars i mean he's a he's, he's he will go down as one of the best actors yeah, of well, our generation it's what Heath ledger did before uh doing absolutely, a joker you know absolutely so yeah, so Larry doesn't necessarily do the method technology te- or the method technique, but he does. Uh, he definitely does, like 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 he says in the interview. He definitely uh, puts some thought into it and puts a backstory so that he knows how he's going to play it. Yeah, as, as yeah, opposed yeah. to just reading pages off of, off reading lines off a page that doesn't really come across. Then it's just that's John Hannon yeah. reading words. Yeah, and that's I, not a character. We, it's we, not anybody thing I want to see. <laughs> yeah. We're hiring for a new host, by the way. I don't want to see this anymore. No. <laughs> okay. I see how Send it your is. resume to funny 2 informing at gmail.com, which will go right to John, and he will throw them in the trash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll figure out who my next uh, there you go. replacing. There you go. He'll, he'll, he'll seek you out and kill you. <laughs> uh, yeah, So, and we got to a lot of great questions with him, and uh, I'm, I really don't have much else to add. I'm nah, excited to get to it. Yeah, you know. we might as well just get to it. It's, it's a plenty long interview. Why waste a bunch of your time with our bullshit here on the street as we watch seventeen Pakistanis load into a car? <laughs> it's a clown. It's a clown car of Pakistanis. <laughs> Let's just move through it, man. Okay, uh, so we hope you guys enjoy this uh, interview that we have with uh, Mr. Larry Hankin, Mr. Heckles, Junkyard Joe, uh, Carl, 
And, and um, feel free to give us feedback on it. Let us know what you thought. We tried to get to some listener questions, and uh, and you know, like, yeah, that's going to be a thing participating. now. I really like the listener questions. We sometimes we run out of stuff, and some of y'all's questions are more out of left field. You know, we don't, we hate going into these being like, and some of the obligatory questions you have to ask. How did you get started? You know, what, what's your next project? But, like, the stuff in between. And you guys can kind of yep, give us some yep. of that stuff in between. That so. was really helpful. So We're not we creative, that. so help us. <laughs> Long story short. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, yeah, we hope you guys enjoy this uh, interview that we have with Larry Hankin, and uh, we'll see you at the end of it. Tip your pizza maker. Tallahoo! <laughs> 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 speculate the two had a falling out, after which it is believed Pinkman was manufacturing the drug. Go for Joe. Police are now on the hunt for Pinkman, urging the community to remain vigilant. Yeah, I know who this is. At this point, who doesn't? So we're about to make a phone call to we're doing this, John Hannon, Mr. Larry Hankin, Mr. Heckles. Let's uh, let's try to get him on the line here. Oh, okay. His number is seven one zero. Hello. Hi, uh, Mr. Larry Hankin. You bet. Yeah. Okay. Chris. Yeah. This is uh, John and Chris from uh, Funny to Informing. That's John. This is Chris. How you doing, Mr. Hankin? I'm doing fine. Uh, I guess I'm doing fine. You know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative. It's very relative. Okay. Um, yeah, so we appreciate you taking some time out of your day to uh, talk to us. Yeah, super excited, man. Thank you again. Yeah, we've... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, we... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of excited, you know. <laughs> uh, you guys, it's kind of cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, yeah, we preluded uh, a little bit before giving you a call about... You know, some of the things that you're, you're known for, you know, with, um, you know, your, your features in Friends and, uh, you know, the, um, uh, Billy Madison and, uh, uh, this, as some of your own Breaking work. Bad. Breaking I mean, you're, Bad. Yeah, your career yeah. spans, spans decades at this point, man. You're, you're a pro, is this fair calling you a prolific character actor? Um, I, I guess it should be, you can call me anything you want. <laughs> People have called me worse, but, um, yeah, the 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 other thing is I never thought of that or even saw it that way. But I, I guess you know, uh, with all the credits I keep on having people tell me about, I guess I am. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it never occurred. It never occurred to me. I didn't 
think of it that way. I was just trying to pay the rent, you know. That, that's really what it was. I mean, that is a fit. I mean, because you seem uh, super down to earth, and we've had a few phone conversations so far before, you know, doing this interview, and um, you seem like you're extremely likable and just down to earth in general. But yeah, between all of those things that you do, um, you know, all of the, you know, the different features that you've made and cameos for different shows and, you know, movies, and how do you uh, keep track of it all? Or do you um, necessarily even um, remember too much of like what you did maybe 30 years ago? Yeah, I imagine you're a busy guy. <laughs> That's a very funny thing to say to an actor. Um, because, you know, I mean, you, you work real hard. You work real hard, but then there's like, you know, three months in between where you're not a busy guy. Uh, you know, work like that. But, but no, I never thought about the um, either the ramifications or what I was doing or, or why I was doing it. It was just paying the rent. I, I wanted to get uh, more money so I could make some films. I was using, and I always have, uh, used uh, acting as a ATM for making my little comedy films. Uh, yeah, so that's really what it was all about. You know, I, I would... I, I didn't know how to become a star. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know what that path was. Right, uh, right. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, you're just, but, you're, uh, you're taking work. But I do, well, well, this, I mean, that, that I do remember everything I've done, kind of, sort of, because each time I did it, something would happen on the set or within the, you know, within making uh, of the film, which was, to me, memorable. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe not to somebody else, but... <laughs> So if you mention a film, I could go, oh, yeah, that's when I did this or that's when that happened. So they're like markers. The films are like markers just to remember something. Like if I was going to do my own autobiography or something like that. Yeah, which you um, should. I'd have to, the easiest, because I've been, you know, I just wrote a book, so I'm trying to figure out what's my next book. So the easiest way for me to write an autobiography, I thought, I, I'm still thinking that way, is... It's just do it by the, the movies because, uh, you know, I mean, well, that's after I graduated college. That's when the movie started. And then I remember everything. But to remember, you know, what did you do in college? It's kind of a blur. You would have to give me a, a specific and then I would remember, <laughs> yeah. well I mean of right. course and I mean your your career started in like uh, what like 1960 the early 60s Okay, so yeah, and when it's like that far back, you know, it's uh, you know, spanning over, you know, six decades now. It is uh, you know, yeah, it's it, pushing. I, it. I would see amazing. it as, as something hard to keep up with. But when you like overdoing, um, you know, your line of work for this long now, how like have you noticed some real changes like uh, throughout the generations of you know uh, entertainment in general? Oh yeah, I, I think. That if I had a, and I've told this to people, <clears throat> uh, you know, young uh, actors come up to me or, or <laughs> want to be actors. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a weird thing about it. I mean, I am an actor. I, I want to be an actor. Uh, it's acting is whatever you say you are. It has nothing to do with, you, know, you don't get a degree. I'm an actor now. <laughs> you, know, it's, it's, you know, it's whatever you say you are. So uh, some kid came up to me uh, the other day. No, actually, it was uh, an email. It was a young person. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody is. I'm now. To me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that 
he said, you know, could you, could you give me some hints about getting into, I, I'm, I want to be an actor, could you give me some advice? And I said, if I wanted to be an actor today, I, I don't know where I would start. It's totally <laughs> well, different. Yeah, well, and I think it's, a, it's up to the person. If they really want to be doing that, that they have to ask the right specific questions. You know, they can't just say, you know, teach me what you know. Because that's, that's, yeah. that's pretty open-ended. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah, it's hard. I, so uh, I just tell them to, to do it. That, that, that's the only thing that I, I think is, is the same forever for anything. Yeah. Well, that you want to do. Do you do you, do you do it, man. That's all. Yeah. Do you have role? Have you like um, ever like not taken a role based on like something that you've read in the script or anything like that? Or do you like, yeah, like you said? Yeah. And, and see, that's memorable because it, it's so unique. To, to, to me, to any actor, to, to really do that, because you know you want you want to get on screen or you know be paid or be. So one day I was uh, this is when I was first beginning. So it was in the early time, and I don't remember, but it was an audition. That was that was all I remember, and it was some sort of a war kind of TV uh, hour show or something like that, okay. where there was guns and stuff. So you. Um, one, you sit in the outside uh, office or waiting room, kind of, and you go in to audition to the other room. And there's generally a secretary sitting in the same waiting room that you are. And so um, I was sitting near the door of, of, of the audition room. So they would, you know, right. so I could hear kind of stuff that was going on in there, which I thought would be a great hint. Oh, you were eavesdropping. Yeah, were, yeah. You know, and what other people were doing. You so can tailor I your your well, audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just get some little info, you know. Yeah. So, uh, get the beats. And so <laughs> I was listening, and this guy goes in. Uh, so I listen, two or three people go in. I mean, you you, you catch, because it's a door, and you don't know, you know how, how loud they are. But I was getting some things about how they were, the actors were, were doing it, you know? And then this one guy goes in, and I listened, and he was uh, loud enough, for, not overly loud, but loud enough for me to catch the whole, the whole audition of what he was doing. And yeah. then I was, and so, and it was the part that I, he was auditioning for the same part I was, uh, which was about killing somebody, or, or, or shooting a gun, or, it was really violent. <laughs> okay. What, what what they wanted the the role. So you have to like channel your inner Typical psycho. Hollywood. And <laughs> and so I came in, and I was thinking. I said, "Wait a minute. You know, the way he did it is not the way I would do it at all because I I would play against the violence. I, I guess. Okay. I don't know what my thinking was, but it I knew it was very different than. What yeah. I was okay. Do. Yeah. So I went in, and they said. um Oh, you know, okay, you, you want to talk about it or do you want to just do it? And I said, y you know, I mean, to tell the truth, I think you should hire that guy who came in before me. He was really good. That's, <laughs> a, hey, that's actually good on you for what? being honest. Uh, yeah, and I said, well, why, why? And I went, well, I don't know, it's kind of violent. I don't I really... I mean, and I thought he was really good. Yeah. Frankly, I was know? listening wow. on the other side of the door. <laughs> it, was, it was nonplussed. I, I, I never used that word. But that, that was, <laughs> they were nonplussed. And wow. so I said, um, no, I, I really don't want to audition 
Okay. Okay. We- and, and they said, well, okay, we're, you know, thank you for coming in. So I just walked out. So I turned it down. Um, That's interesting. And, and, and that is a rarity. I, yeah, it was very rare for me, I guess, for them, for any actor to, to do it. You know, like, in other words, you would, generally you would turn it down to your agent because you, you, they, they send you the side and then you, you can read it at home and then you go, eh, you know, I don't want to do right. that. Right, you don't want to show up or I don't. Money or whatever. But I, I, I was so young and naive that it didn't occur to me what this job, uh, this role entailed. You know, with, with the with with the violence of the talking and the violence of the shooting. Yeah, I, I don't know. And you just I know it know. wasn't for you. Yeah, it was more than more than yeah. you than you reckoned with before you walked in, and you heard this yeah, ultra violent audition. Thought, I, and maybe I thought I, I, I wasn't up for that. In other words, I, maybe I wasn't tough enough or, or whatever. Gotcha. Mm, yeah. Uh, well, because I, I was young and naive. I, you I feel know, like that's that so, shows yeah. to how much confidence plays into into this career choice. I mean, you you I'm sure you get. You know, and maybe not so much now, but and maybe maybe still so much. But I know I've heard over and over again. You know how how much rejection somebody in your in your line of work has to deal with. It's all rejection. Absolutely. It's, 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 to get hired is rare. I was getting because because we we would uh, count or keep score of how many jobs you would get for the time you auditioned. Yeah. Um, and I had I remember I had a very high. I would get one out of five auditions. Wow. Okay. okay. At, at the time, I don't know if that's good or bad, but at the time, everybody was really impressed. Wow, one out of five. You know, something to get one out of ten. So I was doing pretty good, so I couldn't complain about the rejection, although I remember uh, learning about fighting against the rejection coming at you by watching... I don't, a Johnny Carson show. I remember they were interviewing a young uh, graphic magazine uh, model, young man. Uh, he was about eighteen or nineteen. Okay. And uh, they were talking about, uh, um, you know, the, uh, what do you think about yeah you know, the rejection? They were talking about the rejection, and he said, "Well, you know, my my agent told me a very good thing." Well, you know, what was that? And he said, "Well, don't take rejection." Personally, uh, because it, for him, yeah, you can't let it beat you down. He would go in and just do himself, you know, be be himself. So if that wasn't good enough for the role or for the people auditioning, then uh, okay, because it's just you. In other words, you're not trying, right? Or, you know, maybe you're not hidden behind a character. Yeah, maybe because he was a graphic artist. No, they're just photos. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to, you know, uh, and then they'll tell you when you take it. But I always remembered that, and so it, it's it helped. It really did. Yeah. Okay. Even though I had to do a role, now sometimes they would be aghast at what I was doing. I mean, in other words, embarrassingly, embarrassingly so. And I remember I was playing hmm. a sick guy or something. That there was something wrong with him. Uh, you know, me- medically. Uh, that was the audition. And I, okay. I just went all out, you know, just balls to the walls. I'm, 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 I'm screwed up. You know, I'm just, uh, wounded. I, maybe I had a lisp. I don't know what. Okay. <laughs> all right. and, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, 
threw everything in, you know. Maybe it was a war vet or you know, something that he was a PTSD. I don't know. He was wounded. Yeah. When you... But I remember after doing it and, you know, just acting my little heart out. <laughs> just, you know, and then I just sat up and, and looked at them and they had the weirdest look on their face. <laughs> uh, like, wow, that was a little too much. I mean, that's what I think to <laughs> Over the top, right, sir. You know, well, did you get that one? Did you get that one? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like how no you're famous. Way. Yeah, I like I mean, how you, you definitely remember. Looking, you can tell. Yeah, they don't tell you. You know, they never say, well, you got the part. No, not right away. <laughs> yeah, but one time they did. And it was amazing what he did, the, the, the director did. And that was, I was totally so amazed. It was uh, for the audition for uh, Escape from Alcatraz. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I was called in at the... Well, I, did, I don't know this, I assume this, but, but the, the way it happened was, I assumed I was called in at the last minute. I got a call from my agent saying, um, what are you doing right now? You know, nothing, I'm just sitting around. Well, um, get, get over to Warner Brothers uh, right now. Uh, and uh, there's an audition, uh, there's an opening for an audition. If you can get there within the next two hours, uh, you can audition for Clint Eastwood's next movie. I go, oh, oh, oh okay, yeah, sure. Cool. Okay, big deal. Uh, yeah, I get said, over there. Where's the size? I mean, no, here's the, here's the thing. I, ha- I'm, I have a, a, a touch of dyslexia, of autism. I have these learning disabilities. Okay, I mean, you couldn't I did, tell. Wow, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. But, yeah, I wouldn't have known. There, I have a learning disability. Wow. Especially with memorizing lines. So I always request, ever, ever since I ever got a job as an actor, I always request getting the sides of my part early, the earliest they can. And my agents would, would say that, you know, hey, look, just send it, as soon as you get the, the new script, just give it to him, you know, he needs it. It gives you the extra time to prepare. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, because I really, I really did need it. So, um, two hours, that's not enough for me. In other words, if I get there in two hours, generally I, I rehearse the script for the audition overnight. So is that is that the most is that the most challenging thing for you? Is uh, you know um, remembering in your the lines? Is memorizing the audition because hmm. nothing happens really to me anyway. Yeah. And I've heard actors say that until you get the lines. Okay. I mean, well, I, I don't like to you know read a line and look up and read a line and look up. You know, I mean, there's a technique to it. There really is. Absolutely. But, well, it's funny it's you mentioned me. you mentioned technique because uh, we we've heard uh, that for certain roles you've kind of you maybe taken some more of the method acting role as far as uh, for one role you uh, John what was the info the well okay so this is what I heard is that like for Breaking Bad when you were the junkyard Joe that you right. like. Uh, like maybe spend some time at a junkyard to like get into the character or is is that true no no okay <laughs> okay that's, that's why i was like man that that would have been wild or maybe for doobie maybe you drove a, a, a taxi around well, for it, a while yeah, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. that was speculation nobody told me that there's one there's only but... one in all the roles i've ever done and you have it on imdb there's only one role i ever did any research what so freaking <laughs> and, and and because I come from and and it's I don't I, I'm not bragging about it. It's just no. a fact that it's so bizarre to to, to me because 
um, because I come from Second City and and the committee. I'm an improviser. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Do a bus driver, and you go right. Boom, bus driver. Yeah, you could just jump into it. That's some of my favorite live stuff to watch. Is is improvisation. Uh, that's funny you bring up the committee. I was going to ask you about that. So uh, was that something well, you got into right out of college at Syracuse? No, no. See, the thing is, and, and this is why I could never do this again starting now, I was always in the, I mean, not, not that I tried, I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And then they said, hey, you, let's go. Yeah, but I, yeah, no, no, we just needed somebody else. Come on. And... And then it turned out to be, holy cow, this is Second City, or holy cow, this is the committee, or wow. holy cow, I'm auditioning, or holy cow. It was like, I, I didn't even I didn't even know this existed, or, or I didn't know that there was a way for me to be in this. Well, it, so, sound, it sounds like your life is like is, is as much improv as kind of your acting. Just play it by ear. Yeah, just, you know, seat on my pants, <laughs> like, random. here we go. Uh, the random is the word. I like that. <laughs> It's it sounds it sounds it sounds super enjoyable. I'm sure it's also uh, tense at times too. Yes, because you, you you don't know how you got here. Yeah, so you don't know so, where you should go from there. You know which way am I facing, or how did I get here so I can do it again? Right. Yeah, you know? like rinse and repeat. Uh, so the only role I ever uh, did some research was the role on Barry. Uh, 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 Slovak or whatever that. Yeah, is. the uh, the the Chechen, the depressed, Stavros, or I don't the know. depressed Chechen uh, assassin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a yeah, great role, man. That's, I did that's a, great uh, role. a backstory on him because even though it was a really small but great role, which I I love doing. It's a great um, show. I, as, as I. Uh, well, there's another thing. It's a great character. Uh, they told me afterwards. First of all, I tried to rehearse it, you know, at home for the audition. Uh, you know, because I got the script early. And he was an assassin who had killed many people and was now deciding whether to kill this guy or someone else. I don't want to give it away. I mean, you guys have seen it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> but so, I, I, you think it's okay to just say what the... Yeah. I would. Yeah, yeah. Him the, uh, or, or myself. I, I, you know, and I and I thought, you know, this is a serious... Uh, it's a, it's a, uh, what is it? Dramedy. But I thought, this guy's serious. There's no laughs in this, except I found out at the end that there was, you know, punchline of what happened. But... Uh, so I thought, I'm going to do this series, and I really wanted the role, and I really respected Bill Hader. That was a big thing. Really? I'm a fan of Bill Hader. Absolutely. Bill Hader. He's great. As am I. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is one one hell of an actor. No, one hell of a director. He was directing, he was writing. He was doing, so I wanted, you know, uh, as, a, as a fellow improviser, uh, I wanted to do it good. So I decided, okay, I built a backstory. And, and, and that's what I was acting off of. Why he was going through this and what could have happened back in, uh, Europe or whatever and, and, and what built him up to this decision. And it really did help. And I finally understood after all these years. Oh, you know, backstories really do help you. But the thing was that, um, uh, when I, did the role and, and I was doing it and I had to do it, 
you know, several times with the different camera angles. Bill Hader, nor, nor anybody, he had the uh, producer helping him direct. This was the first week, uh, or the, I think it was the third show he was directing, ever. Okay. okay. So he had some little help. But during the entire day that I was shooting it, Bill or the other guy never told me anything. He never spoke to me. Really? He just said, okay, well, yeah, and I, and I know, thank goodness, that, you know, Woody Allen and a lot of the great directors don't, unless you're doing it wrong. Okay. Uh, okay. Only to give you notes but, or correct you. So no news is no, good yeah. news. And and even even then, it's very hard for them. Uh, I'm I'm talking about the great ones now. I mean, uh, directors give you direction all the time or not, but the great ones are very low to give you directions. Uh, that is my opinion. But wow. I work with a really cool directors and uh, John Houston, uh, you know, John Hughes, etc. Yeah. And never, uh, uh, and, and I hear Woody Allen and blah, blah, blah. So I was getting really nervous. Am I doing it right? Am I not doing it right? And all actors say that about, you know, well, I was working with Woody Allen and he was really thrown because he wouldn't give me any direction. I didn't know what I was doing right or right, wrong. Right. But at the end of it all, when uh, it was over, and finally they said, okay, Larry's wrapped, uh, Bill Hader came up to me and he said, hey man, thanks. We had no idea that's what you were going to do because we didn't write it that way at all. Well, yeah. Well, maybe he just... <laughs> wow. That's... Wow. See, but see, the, your, your work in creating that whole backstory really, really, you know, turned it on its ear and I guess impressed him. Well, yeah, I, I, I guess, you know. But but uh, John Houston said a great thing because I remember what these guys say when they do speak, uh, even if it's in an interview, uh, you know, John Houston says something in an interview, that to me is gospel. You you listen to this guy. Right. And right. Uh, one time he, he said, and I seemed to just pass over me because it didn't involve me, but he said, 80% uh, of directing is casting. You get the right actor. And yeah. And I, and I feel like sometimes maybe they don't so say... So that's any what I thought. I said, well, God... Gosh darn it! <laughs> uh, Bill Hader is a, is, is going to be a great director because he he cast me and he trusted. You know that's and, awesome, and, and I that's feel what like all the good ones do. That speaks so volumes that you speak so highly of him. You know, coming with your your pedigree, not only do you have years and years in the business greater than than someone like Bill Hader, but I mean, you've worn all the hats a little bit yourself. You know, you've you've got you, you've well, got yeah, your I Oscar nomination for Soli's Diner. I yeah, I recognize, I recognize, I, I, I hesitate to say talent. It's really not talent. Talent has very little to do with it. According to me, I mean, you, you know, you're born with certain things. But there's a, there's a, I learned it in improv. I mean, there's a way to do improv. There's a book on it. There's a process involved. Yes, and? And, and you can do the process a million different ways, but it's the process, the work. You know, everybody talks about you got to do the work. Yeah, Bill yeah. Hader does the work, whether he does it intentionally or or just off the top of his head or internally or whatever. You can see that this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, he doesn't know whether he's doing it right, but you know, commitment is so. Well, and when when when, yeah, when you're trying to figure out whether or not you do something right or wrong, um, like have you ever watched back on? Do you watch yourself on TV to maybe try to be critical of yourself, or or do you? Oh just, man! Oh yeah! 
<laughs> and, and I had to learn how to do that because <laughs> I would hate what I would see. That's what I like, hear. Instance, yeah. Uh, for instance, um, and, and uh, did you see Saturday Night Live last night by any chance? I haven't seen it that yet, was, no. Uh, no, it was the season premiere. It was oh, with uh, Wo- Wo- yeah, Woody Harrelson and Billie Eilish. Oh, I can't wait. No, I don't watch it. I don't watch it. Oh, oh. But I was <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh, you were on last night? I was on it. I didn't even know I was going to be on it. <laughs> okay. What? They did a commercial for my next film coming out called El Camino, and it was me. It's the, I just saw that trailer on, online today, the, the Go For Joe trailer, they're calling it. Yeah. And man, that, that dude, that has me so... That has me... Th- that's amazing. Well, I just saw it on social media today before we made the call, and I was going to say towards the end, you know, we were going to ask a little bit about the, the El Camino role and, and some stuff oh, about that, but it has me super excited. But, but that's specific to your question, and the question uh, you said was, you know, judging yourself. Yeah. I don't like... Uh, there's something weird about me, and maybe it has to do with the dyslexia and stuff, but when I see myself in a role, uh, you know, uh, the first time when I watch it, uh, I don't like it. I, I just reject it out of hand. I see all the mistakes or how I could do it better. And it just very, uh, it's not furthering. Uh, but I, feel, I feel like that's natural. I, I've learned over the years that, okay, watch it, get my gut reaction. Oh, God, I made so many mistakes. Then watch it the next day and for some reason i see it in a totally different light the, the, the second the time around time huh yeah but the first time i just and i say no i know i'm gonna love it tomorrow why do i why am i <laughs> hating it why can't i look at it now and not and not and somehow i just all the mistakes just loom up huge okay so i watched that somebody called me i didn't watch snl somebody called me and said hey man you know uh, oh no no my publicist sent me an e- email about 12.30 when it was on, you know, SNL. Uh, sent me an email saying, hey, your thing was just on. Here's the here's the uh, uh, the, the link. Go, go watch it. Okay. So I watched it last night. And I watched it. It, it was like the camera and the lighting and the, the, the movement. And the, it was all great. And I hated it. <laughs> you hated it. Doing. Because, yeah, because I said... Damn it, I, I was going for something. Uh, okay. Again, in, in that thing, I was going for the, the full, the full monkey. I wanted to go from surprise to laughter to incredibility. In what? 10 seconds? Yeah, and that little, th- I, it's that's like what I wanted four to lines, do. yeah. But, yeah, but, I, uh, I, I only had four lines. And, but I wanted to do, move the character forward and to do it right on. I, I you know, just perfectly. Because I, I just love uh, the director, you know, um, Vince. Gil- oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so you, en- uh, so, you so, enjoyed that, uh, do, like playing that role and doing that, that for him? No, I mean, yes, but his writing is so incredible. I mean, I have other scenes in the movie. He, his, his writing is incredible. All his writing, his directing is amazing. I mean, I just, I wouldn't go into my dressing room the entire time I shot that movie. Wow. I, I you were just on set on watching? Set. Wow. I just stayed on the set. I never went away. He, <laughs> he, he noticed it. I mean, it, he was watching me. At one, at one point, he said, get Larry a TV screen. <laughs> 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 I was getting in the way 
hey, if you're watching, that's fine. He, he comes to you. Where? I'm sure he was at your at your trailer every morning. Uh, like, uh, hey, Larry, what'd you think of the dailies? <laughs> he didn't want to watch them. <laughs> yeah, He's asking yeah, you, you for your opinion. <laughs> Just save me the work uh, and tell me what needs to be done. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. No, no, no. I know. I'm kidding. Being facetious, of course. I know, but, he, but he did. He uh, because at one point I, I didn't know he was watching me or paying attention, but he was paying attention to everybody. He knows what's going. On. He's a really cool guy. I mean, he's just down to, down to earth. You know, cool guy. At one point, I just hear him yell, "Hey, give Larry a, a, a camera." You know, stand up things that they do in the TV village. You know, they have these standalone camera. Uh, oh yeah, it's like a music stand, but it's a but it's a TV screen, huge. Uh, you know, like. Yeah. 18 by something TV screen. Yeah, like a big monitor stand. on a stand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they say, hey, get him a monitor. He goes on a watch, okay. But so, um, what was we thinking about? Oh, yeah, so so, th- so then I, I watched it about uh, five times last night. <laughs> wow, just, okay. Just to, to get myself past this rejection or, or seeing the negativity. Yeah, well, then, that's how it is. Finally, yeah. around the sixth or seventh time, I go, "Oh, wait a minute! Yeah, that that does fit." So then I started to see what I was doing right, and I, I you know, I, I I also tend to over process. I, I break things down into very small pieces. Again, it's the dyslexia. So I was comparing my opening to my closing. To the middle, to the you know halfway between the and middle just, and yeah, the right. breaking Tran- it down. Transitions. I mean, you know, this line and that line and this word. I was on a word, you know, ah, that's the wrong <laughs> way to say that word. And then, then finally it clicked, and I go, oh no, 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 this is what he was talking about. This is what because he did come up to me at one point. They had trouble with that camera move for some reason. I had to do that about ten times because of the camera move. Or the lighting was, there was always something wrong. Okay. And they said, no, it's not you, Larry, you know, we gotta do it again, the camera, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but he was in TV Village, so I would get a microphone or somebody would come over and say, it's not you, you don't, don't worry about it. And then finally, he, the only time he came over to me, well, he came over to me twice. He, he, cause he was in another part of the set. He came over to me twice and he said, um, yeah, uh, say, uh, just hit that harder. That was all he said. Huh. Okay. You know, okay. That, that okay. Was, yeah. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I give it him a different look each time. Okay. So I do okay. it in a lot of different ways. Okay. He said, do it like that. I said, okay, fine. So then there was this, all these 10 things, uh, and, and over and over again, I was doing it and doing it and doing it. And it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. And then finally he came over to me and he goes, listen, Larry, <laughs> this is Vince Gilligan saying this to me. Listen, Larry, uh, where I'm sorry that you have to do this so many times, but we're having trouble with the, either the, the camera move or the lighting. So you know, don't. This is not. This is not you. I mean, are, are you okay? And I just huh. look at him and I go, "Man, I'm having so much fun." <laughs> and he looked at me like, "Wow, okay, uh, and, all right, and, and, and then he went back. I mean, so. <laughs> I, I see things different than what's going on, I guess. Well, it yeah. sounds like, yeah, you, you come in without a lot of uh, maybe some, some pretentiousness that maybe some some people in the industry come in with. I don't know. I just want to do the, the best 
work I, I can I can do under the circumstances. Yeah, you know? well, and I mean, but but that that's not me trying. That that's, I was born with that. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I, maybe it's a pleasing of you know an actor wanting to to please. Yeah, please everyone. Yeah, I yeah, get that. No, not no, not everyone. <laughs> that guy. Okay. You know, like Bill Hader or John Huston or, or or Vince Gilligan. Um, you know, or Don Siegel. Well, and being, and being those people, I want to do the best ever. Yeah, absolutely, because of the respect. Respect, yes. That, I, that's how I give respect to somebody I respect. <laughs> you know, blow their minds. It's what I'm trying to. Okay. Do. Yeah, I, yeah, I go okay. above. But, but you know, just you know. Just do it, man. Yeah, well, uh, and it's especially from that perspective, being like a producer or a director or something like. Because I know you've even done stuff like that with um, like uh, I think it, the homeless detective. You because you produced that oh, and, oh. and wrote that and did everything for it. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, you, you saw the homeless detective. That, that's cool. Oh yeah, yeah. It, yeah. And, cool. and that and uh, yeah, one of my personal favorites was the char- your character, uh, yeah, Emmett Demas. That was, yeah. and I mean, and you, you know, you had the nomination. You, you, that was under, well, that was a piece you wrote, correct? You got the screenwriting nomination for that. Um, uh, yes. yes yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then the, uh, in Solid's Diner, which I don't know if you saw it or not, but I got an Academy nomination. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I just wanted to, I, I thought that the Academy, cause I didn't think about the Academy or anything like that. I was just trying to see what, if, I could write a character that could live on a screen. So I wanted to yeah. see if my writing matched what a mo- what a film would do to the writing. Okay. So that's what I was trying to do. But the cinematographer, who was a, who was a buddy of mine, who was a, who was a friend, he, um, he wanted to get a reel out of it. So he, he worked for very cheap and his crew to do me a favor because he wanted to be the cinematographer. He was camera operator and he wanted to be a, so he was looking to hand this in to the uh, Academy from the get go. He never mentioned it to me. I found this out later. So he was all about doing his best work for whatever his reason was. And me, because I just wanted to, I knew that these words and the character I was playing didn't count. It was, what was going to be up on the screen? So I really try to uh, focus. Yeah. I, hmm. the, the, the dyslexia that I have, an ADHD, has to do with my focus. I get bored like a kid on candy. Okay. I mean, you okay. just can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, you need to so stimulate your brain. Going on. I was trying to focus on get this good because it's going to be translated onto film. So, you know, the can, and I know it was going to be blown up big. You know, so little things here on the set are going to be on a screen and, and a close up. My face is going to be really big. So I got to, you know, so I got so that's what I, I was doing there. Okay. Uh, um, you know, so I, as long as I can find something to focus on that I respect, I respected film, not my writing. <laughs> I was trying to be a good writer, but I did respect what film does. Yeah, oh, that makes that sense too. Work on the on the thing. Well, that's yeah. pretty so that amazing. Me focus, you know. 
Right. Well, that's um, what okay. that's what keeps you moving so, forward. So, um, uh, yeah. Mr. Uh, Larry Hankin, we have we have some questions from uh, some of our listeners and friends of the show. You know, we were we're letting them know that you, we were going to have you on. So they were super excited. Right. They were super excited to hear you were coming in at the, as much, if not more so, than than both John and I were. Honestly, to, yeah, we to were. talked to you the other night and set this up. That was cool. So, like I said, as soon as we got you on the phone, I was like, "Is this who I think it is? Like, I recognize his voice." <laughs> yeah. And then like, when I was yeah, like, "Yeah, this is like, this like, is yeah, him." Who is that guy? Yeah, exactly. You have so many credits, you know, but it's like, where do you start? But it's like, somebody sees you or hears your voice and it's like, I know him. Like, what is he? What was he from? He was that guy in that thing. I I can name everything he's in. But that's not me. Yeah. But but those are characters. Yeah. That's not me. So people come up to me. I mean, not not all the people come up to me. but, But a lot assume that they know me. Right. You know, absolutely. But, but I'm Larry Hankin, and that guy is Larry Hankin. I, I, and I, <laughs> I can't make the leap. I, 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 <laughs> that's a weird thing of being an actor, I guess. Well, it's yeah, funny you yeah. say, know you. yeah, people, they feel like they know you, but they don't really actually and you, know you. Yeah, and you have to separate you're the two. You're in their living room, or, you know, yeah. like, even if the movie plays on TV, then you're in the living room. You're very familiar. You're in their house. Absolutely. You know, well, have you had any weird interactions from any from any fans? Like anybody mail you anything weird to your house or show up at your doorstep? Any stalkers? Um, actually, I do have a stalker, but he's from college. <laughs> wow, that's that's extra weird, man. That's extra weird. You see, you were that great of an actor way back in your Syracuse days. I guess no. He was. Uh, he was just a. You know, uh, I, I graduated as industrial designer. So we were in the same design class, and we were, we were friends. We were, we were buddies. Uh, he was just an an odd character, uh, and, and it had nothing to do with uh, sexuality or something like that. He was just a so a weird guy who was extremely talented. I think in some weird way he was a, a genius, and and so it was kind of screwed up a little, and and just bonded with me as, oh. as a friend. They say that and, about and geniuses. And that way for the rest of his life. I, I still get calls from him. Huh. <laughs> okay, hey, wow. Coffee. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, and he's, so he's, an, he's an, an oddball. Yeah, he lives in a bus and he travels all over the country. Oh, wow. Country. Okay. Uh, what uh, a school. It, industrial. Yeah, but, but that's the only stalker. It, yeah, and and you just and you mentioned that you were like uh, graduated with uh, industrial design. Is that like yeah. what is that what you would have been doing? Like the twenty three version or the twenty three year old version of you? You know, when you just graduate instead of no way. See, here is the thing. No? I I kind of I got started on the wrong foot because I respected my parents, who were bad parents. They really were, but I didn't know. Oh. You know, you are a kid, you're right? A kid, and you think, oh, here is these people. Whatever they say is is. It's from God. It's whatever, the gospel. Whatever. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right. And and then as I grew older, this stuff wasn't working that they were teaching me. Like, you know, don't learn anything. Don't be curious. Don't yeah. be hard. Very don't narrow-minded. Oh, and a lot of don'ts and no-nos. Yeah, that's I mean, not and, good. Uh, really terrible. So, uh, and then when I got out into the world, I saw, holy cow, everything is different. So for the first five years, I would say for the first five years out of college, because I was being a good son. That's why I went to become industrial designer. So I rejected that as soon as I graduated. And I didn't go to my graduation. So I reject. I kind of ran away from home right before the wow. graduation. So that was to appease uh, your parents. 
Well, it was, it was, it was to get back at them. It was vindictiveness. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a young kid going, yeah, 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 you can't make me put on this gown and mom. <laughs> so, uh, but they drove up. I went to Syracuse. They drove all the way up to see me at the graduation, and I, I met them. And I said, uh, "No, you shouldn't have come up." And they go, "Why? We're going to see you at graduation. It's going to be in the stadium. It's going to be terrific." I said, "Yeah, but I'm not going." Yeah. Well, I'm going to the bar, the Orange Bar. I'm going to hang out with my friends. Yeah, and if I go, but I'm going to moon everybody. Blah, 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 blah. And I said, no, I'm sorry. You know, you can hang out with me at the Orange. I'm going to the bar. So I went to the bar, and they went to the graduation. And uh, wow. they never forgave me, and that was okay. I mean, I made my peace with them years and years and years later. Good. Man, that you is... know, where that's all square. But for, for those beginning months, man, it was growing up. I, I, I got a lot of wrong information. It just... I find stuff in there still, you know, from, from that time. Wow, but, that's, that's um, incredible. That is incredible. Once I got out into the world, it was a learning curve, you know, and, and, I, and I, you know, the committee in Second City and stand-up and uh, living in, I, I, I was homeless for a while. Uh, but it was all, oh, the, the, my, my point being, okay, there was a reason I was saying that. Okay, after I graduated, uh, you know, after... They watched a graduation where I wasn't at. They didn't drive me home. They just split. So uh, I had no ride home. Uh, wow. And I had forgotten how was I going to get home. I mean, it's over. I can't go back to the freshman or uh, my room. Wow. Right, you have no more dorm. Yeah, I was out of the dorm. So I I hitchhiked home, and it was just a and I got into a fight at the in the bar. Wow. And I, uh, Jeez. A big fight, and I. Uh, dislocated my arm. It was just a terrible graduation day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck uh, me, man. And so uh, when I got home and healed uh, my, my arm, uh, I went to Greenwich Village with one of the only friends I had in college, which was Carl Gottlieb, who wrote Jaws. And oh, yeah. Him. Super familiar yeah. with him. Absolutely. So we got a, uh, uh, so we said, yeah, well, you know, let's go to Greenwich Village and get an apartment and we'll start from there. So I was really a good student in, in Syracuse. I was like an A minus student in industrial design, be it my average. Wow. But okay. I, hey, I didn't want to do it. You know, I was just pleasing my parents. And so once I did that, got my degree, I, I, I'm out, you know. Man, and and so look at got, and where you, and look at where you're at now. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but here's the the difference. The difference is that when I went to Greenwich Village, I had to get a job to pay for the apartment. The apartment was fifty dollars a, a month. Ooh, I, that's rough. I had my twenty five. <laughs> so that is a walk up in Greenwich Village, no elevator, fifth floor, Ooh, walking up. Rough. So yeah. So, so um, it was really cheap, and uh, the it, it was uh, opened into uh, an airship. So when you looked out the one, the two windows we had on one one side, you were looking into a looking at a brick wall about ten feet away. Oh, jeez! Wow. So that's good. <laughs> so, so I had to get a job uh, swabbing uh, duckboards in a bar after uh, last call, and, and I would be there from two in the morning until. Uh, six in the morning when the chef would come in, it was a bar and grill, uh, uh, so the chef would come in and they would lock me in. So the chef would open the door from the outside to, to let me out. <laughs> so I was starving. 
I was getting very low wages. I think I was working not a full week. So I was starting, Carl was already reviewing movies, you know, right out of college. Okay. In, in New York. So I was swabbing duckboards for, I don't know, pennies, and uh, didn't have any money, so I'd go to uh, open mic nights in Greenwich Village because they were free. And I was, you know, I was a funny guy in high school, so I could, I figured I could do this. But really, yeah. what I was doing was waiting till the bar closed so I could go and swap the duckboard. <laughs> and I had chosen that over when I graduated Syracuse before graduation. General Motors had heard about me and wanted me to design cars for them. Wow. So okay. I wow. turned down General Motors. To swap duckboards. Hmm. So that's, I didn't even think about it. I mean, it wasn't like a big decision. I just, no, I don't want to. You just knew you did not want to do that. I want to do a Monday night. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And wow. did you, did you have. I look back on that and say, there was no decision. No, well, I don't know if I should do that. It was just. Oh no! I don't want to. I don't want to. You knew, yeah. No, no hesitation. Yeah. Well, that I feel no, that I, speaks I, more to it. Yeah, because you knew something within you knew that you just that, that wasn't right, that wasn't I meant did, for you. You're, you're totally correct. Something in me knew, and not me. Yeah. Well, and, I, I, and, I, I, I was just focused on wow. That I'm funnier than that guy on Monday open mic Monday night. I'm funnier than that guy. <laughs> and I think that it's a third Monday night, and he's gotten up there three times. I'll and be, he was not any funnier than the first time I'm... I'll, you know, I was, <laughs> I'll be damned if I don't get more laughs than he does. I got up on a Monday night and I just started to talk. I never wrote. I never wrote anything in the entire time that I was a stand-up comedian. I was opening for Woody Allen by the, by, in six months from that night when I, when I got up on stage. Wow. But I was god-awful. That's it. Well, that, <laughs> I, have tapes, I have tapes of me getting up on a Monday night. And, and it's like... What in the world convinced you to get up the next Monday night and do the same thing? What were you thinking? Yeah, you look back and go, what right. What did I like about that? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I remember exactly why. I didn't like anything about it, but I said, I can do it better next week. Right, right. It's all about the, it sounds like it's all about the choices. I can, I'd say that, yeah, yeah. you know, everything, it, everything you've kind of told us tonight about your audition process and everything, the way you look at roles, the way you accept roles, it's all about choices and like, what choices can I make with this character and what can I do and how can I make it better? But and especially people, if, for, if for someone you appreciate and respect. You really want to put the time well, well, in. And people, but people yeah. also need, they need to understand. And like, maybe you can give them perspective on it too. Is that like, you know, we were making jokes in the beginning about like the wannabe actors and, you know, what, you know, uh, kind of right. advice you could give to them and stuff. And it's like these, these people think that you just kind of go to an audition, get the gig and then start making all this money. And then you're, you know, you're, <laughs> and, and, you're, and you're in the big time. And it's not that easy. John, you know? John, the way he laughed at that, you should go up for a Monday night open mic. <laughs> yeah, right. That was the best joke you've ever ever told on this show. <laughs> they don't, I mean, when, when somebody mentions about doing the work, they're not kidding around, man. <laughs> right. It is work. Sloss that off, man. Uh, I mean, it's, now some people, like, Bob Dylan is a, is, is a hero of mine, but he's also a guy. I mean, he's down to earth. Yeah. The hero that I'm talking about, Bob Dylan, is the guy who's on the record. The guy who sang those songs. Yeah, Not entertaining. I've, I've talked to, to Bob Dylan, you know, 
because he used to come to uh, the committee in San Francisco. Oh, that's cool. No shit. Wow. So he would, so he'd come, you know, and, and we would go have a, a, a beer and he would talk to me. Or I would talk to him or we would talk. I mean, it was no, no big deal. He thought I was funny and I thought, well, man, you write great songs. Yeah, you're Bob but Dylan. That never came up. It was just, oh, wow. You just, you know, you just like other people in the committee or, or like me. He's a guy. Yeah, wow. yeah, exactly. You're just another guy. But and he like, let's just. To be genius. That's amazing. You know? That's but amazing. He said, hey, man, I used to, I said, you know, why do you, because um, you wanted to, he actually came to the committee specifically uh, one time to, to talk to me. I mean, to to uh, ask me to do something for him, uh, to write something for him. Wow. Yeah, See, which I did. If Bob Dylan told but, me something like that, I would pass out. <laughs> yeah. No, because I, I, was, I was just coming into the consciousness of what I was becoming a part of, which was the 60s and the outsider phrase. I was always an insider. I was always, I parted my hair on the side. I wore a tie and a shirt and a suit. And Sounds like my kind of guy. Weeks. <laughs> yeah. You know, Sounds like your character Carl from Billy Madison. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The cleanest, the cleanest cut role DVD. you've ever played. Right. Yeah, I, I thought I didn't want to, I didn't want to cut my hair for that. I was like a hippie. My hair was down, but my friend was directing it, and I said, "Hey, man, why don't you put me in your movie? You're my you're my buddy." And he was, you know, doing uh, 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 doing medicine. So he said, "Okay, you can do this part, Carl, but you, you have to cut your hair." Oh man! And I said, "Let me do it long, or let me tie it in a ponytail like an executive." Yeah, like come on. He goes, yeah, and he said, "No." So I, I folded because I wanted to be I mean, Adam Sandler. Although I don't, I don't get his, I get his humor. I don't think he's funny, but I respect him. Really? Okay. No, yes. Fair enough. He is. He, he has a weird brand of humor. Childish. He's poop humor. <laughs> it's insult humor. Yeah. Put on humor. I don't get it, but it's a particular uh, taste. Yeah, it's a particular taste. But he knows what he can do, and he does it well. Yeah, I, I true. Respect him for it. I, I don't go to his movies. I didn't like the movie that I was in, but I needed the money. I wanted to be in a movie that my friend was directing. Okay. I thought I could do the part once I cut my hair. I thought, okay, you know, there was, there was an upside to me doing and cutting my hair. Uh, basically, I needed the money, but okay, but, okay. But even so, I I knew it was an Adam Sandler movie, uh, you know, and so you got to respect that. So yeah. I mean, there's, I, I I try to find a good solid reason. I can't I can't do it for the money. I really can't. Uh, I, I, when I was hard up for money, I was living in my car, which means I must have been turning down something. I don't know. Or right. doing it wrong. I don't know. I lived for a year in my, uh, up in San Francisco. Bahamas. And that's where, uh, that's where Emmett Demas come, comes from. Oh, really? Oh, okay. yeah. That, okay. That's where, uh, that, is that <laughs> when you wrote character. that? Well, the, uh, the, the homeless detective, yeah. Uh, but also, I don't know, I, I've now recently done uh, three, I got a new character. Emmett Demas basically was a homeless guy that took to, uh, that got a motorcycle with a sidecar and became Don Quixote on a motorcycle. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> That's what, that's what, how it, I invented it. I just said that to myself. Boom. But I do have a homeless character now that is only homeless, and his name is Barnum Justice. And I've just done three new ones, uh, 
two. One isn't out yet. The best one. It's not out yet. Okay. But Wh- there's two. But those were, and that's what I'm doing now, is, is this homeless character. But it's all based on the year I spent up in San Francisco living in my car. That's a whole world in itself. That's great. That, that, that's something to, to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Where can we find, where can we find any of this? On Vimeo. Just go to Vimeo. Beautiful. Yeah, okay. I, I've done that, that is worth looking at. Uh, it's going to be on Vimeo. And, uh, I got a website coming up. I do, I put my stuff on Facebook, but that's random. So you don't never know when it goes up. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, well, we'll tell, well, yeah, Vimeo, you're going to have to tell us so we can plug it. Cause I want to, I want to get it out there too and help oh, out. Uh, and also before we get off the, yeah, I want to plug my book, uh, the loopholes dossier, which is my writing loopholes uh, dossier. The Loopholes Dossier. Right on. Okay. okay. It's yeah. Political satire. It's uh, eight fables, and it's a um, oral history of uh, of, of Barnum Justice. Okay. Yeah. Really oh, okay. Great. So that ties it's in. That ties in to the to the Barnum Justice uh, exactly. little three exactly. three episode thing you're putting up That's on perfect. Vimeo. Great. That is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. There's two. Uh, no, I think all three are up there now. On Vimeo, yes, all three are up. On okay, great. Okay, we'll uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about that. Um, and the book comes out. The book comes out uh, in, in three weeks. Uh, in three weeks, but you can. Uh, it's on um, what do you call it? Pre-sale on Amazon all over the world. Amazon, okay. uh, Barnes and Noble, uh, ebook. And hardcover. They just got to search so, loophole yeah. dossier. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Cool. Well, we'll definitely put that in our group because I know people will be interested. Uh, I love yeah. that it's political satire. That already sounds, it's peaking well, my curiosity. Uh, one third of it is political, one third of it is oral history, and one third of it is, is uh, just funny fables. <laughs> okay. Okay. That sounds interesting. Uh, kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I've always never done it for the the money and left in particular cases where you know I mean it just uh, I couldn't I couldn't help myself but but, uh, but I turn down or I, or I don't go up for auditions if I don't, if I don't think I can do it well you know I don't want to be bad yeah that's one of the things don't be bad yeah <laughs> uh, no, yeah no. and I can't ask. That's what I mean. Okay, I got you. You you whole ass everything. Don't half ass anything. Yeah, and we got a question. Yeah, the only protection for go for it is full out. Yeah, so, that, see, that's that a good way to put it. That should be on a fucking shirt. Somewhere, yeah, that could or, be on a a bumper sticker. Are those still a yeah, thing? But, now but they it, make it, magnets. It, um, I I guess. I mean, now that you mention it, but it got <laughs> us through a lot of bullshit and turning down stuff that you know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't get that from. Uh, Crosby, uh, you know, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, yeah. Would, he would act like that. I mean, his his whole raison d'etre was that kind of thing. I remember speaking to him one time, and that, that came away with hmm. thinking. He's, he's, he, if he, he, and the only time he would do something if it was full out, so... Go for it, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, so and uh, one of our listeners wanted to ask, and I doubt that this is the case, and this is probably a stupid question, but they wanted to know if you had the taxi or were able to um, keep the taxi from uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Whether I was able to keep the taxi? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like they thought maybe it was part of your deal to do the movie. Maybe Doobie's Yeah, they were like, ask him if he has the taxi. I was like, no, he's not. I'm sure that he didn't. Wow. That's how he gets around L.A. I mean, currently. you know where that comes from? You know, sometimes uh, stars will get to keep their costume from, you know, from a famous... Yeah, if it's... Me- yeah, And yeah. then they donate it to a plant in Hollywood and, and or so a Smithsonian. He, so or- he took that, 
the listener took that. If you're listening, listener, I'm talking to you. <laughs> so you took that and you upped that to Larry Hankin can keep the taxi. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he really ran with it. He really ran with it. <laughs> that I knew. I knew it and was. That, the... did that, did that well. Well, okay. Here's a story about that taxi, by the way. Okay. First of all, that taxi wasn't real at all. The entire scene inside that taxi was done on a soundstage. It had and no motor, like no motor. It wasn't a real cab. No motor, no wheels. It was up on two, four boxes. On the <laughs> nice green screen. <laughs> And no green screen, but they, it was black, totally black. They shut out all the lights in, in the place, you know, in this huge, uh, what, what a hangar. Right, right. Uh, and, and, the, and so they had guys running past with bushes, like they had crew guys running past with bushes <laughs> to show that. I mean, it was so dorky and dinky and... <laughs> It's amazing some of the, the that behind the scenes stuff that people just have no idea. They watch it yeah, and they think, they have "Oh no man, idea that movies is magic." That's the name of my friend's uh, production company. Movies is magic. And movies is magic. And they had people. Then they had other guys, you know, crew guys, uh, flashing lights, passing, you know, street lights, <laughs> passing so cars funny. or street We're lights. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. It was. It was kind of. I, I can't act under these circumstances. <laughs> I don't want. But the saving grace, as far as now, here's the question to, to this listener, why you may be very right on about an assumption that was kind of wrong. The inside of the taxi was monumentally genius. That was real, man. Somebody spent, I don't know, maybe a year really uh, verisimilituding that taxi. Oh, and making it, it real. Like and Somebody really owned it who was into that crap. Uh, right. Uh, um, um, Doobie's, my character, Doobie. Yeah, Doobie. His world was up on that, all over that taxi. It was amazing. Yes, I would have liked to have that. Yeah, <laughs> and that's crazy. Larry, Larry, you literally, uh, when I when I went to college, I was studying to be an English major, and you said my favorite word just now, verisimilitude. What? Verisimilitude! Yeah. Yes. And it's yeah. and that's like realism within, you know, a story or makes it believable or whatever. And the fact that yeah. you use that Thanks for breaking that down for all of us, John. The fact that you explained <laughs> that for the taxi, that is amazing. Like, yeah, because the interior work, everything. Inside of the taxi was monumental. In- I mean, it, I was amazed. Well, yeah. the way our listener put it to us in the in the question that he asked was, uh, "quote super sweet." <laughs> did Doobie did Doobie get to keep the quote super sweet taxi from planes, trains, and automobiles? And I was like, "This one's this one is just okay. dumb enough if to he, ask." If he was, and I'm sure he was that that super sweet was in response to the verisimilitude of the inside of the taxi. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was, I mean, get right on. Hey, um, hey, Larry. Pretty um, detailed work, listener. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we, we really appreciate you taking, an, you know, an hour to sit here and talk with us. Yeah, and man. Give us some behind-the-scenes looks and, uh, you know, let us know how it is and, you know, your your history and the work that you've done. Uh, Coleman might have something. You uh, you promoted your book and, and your new your new little series on Vimeo. Uh, is there any, any other new stuff? Obviously, El Camino is coming yeah, out El real Camino. soon. El Camino. Yeah, absolutely. El Camino. It's going to be bitching. I, I, I was not given the screenplay. 
Uh, I was only handed the pages to my scenes. So, oh, so and, you and don't know anything. <clears throat> because Sweet. it was a totally secret. I had to sign an NDA. still on it. I can't talk about uh, El Camino except for that which is publicly uh, released by the producer. So that commercial gotcha. that was on El Yeah, like that, that, that phone call. That, that I can talk about. Yeah, okay. But I can't talk about anything else. Nor am I able because I don't know what the movie is about because all I know is my uh, three scenes. That's beautiful, uh, and that's that's the beauty of Vince Gilligan. That's why his work is so is so beautifully put together, and it comes across that way when I watch it on TV. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's an amazing director and a, and, a, and a really good person. He allowed me to look through his directing book, where he he laid out his um, what do you call those the cartoons the um, when you draw the the layout of oh the the, like the sketches oh the uh, or the oh, no, um, sketches. The no. the no no it's not sketches though the it's cells? something else the no. cells animation cells no no it's no. something else it's a uh, the storyboard storyboard fucking hell boom yeah. well with all and, and all his and all his notes you know uh, like the, he, he gave me this big thick uh, loose leaf book yeah and, okay and I I went through it it's the entire movie laid out in shots and and notations to himself it was really cool. Mm. He, he's a he's a very nice man, Larry. Uh, I hope we uh, we can keep in touch in the future. Um, you know this was yeah, awesome yeah. to talk to you and you know find out about you know the new stuff that you have going on with the book um, loophole uh, dossier loopholes, loopholes dossier. dossier absolutely yep. Which tie, I love that the, it's a book. It's like three different sections and it ties into right. to to your new your new Vimeo series. I love it that you can read it. You can also go see. Some some addendum to it. Can see the character walking around. That's beautiful. Here. That that's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I it, it seems like you've got plenty plenty of uh, of stuff for us to to check out. If not out now, then out real soon with El Camino. Um, what would you like people to remember about you, or what your your legacy? What would you like your legacy to be? My own my own personal work. Yeah. Barnum, okay. Emmett, so like uh, the homeless detective both. and things like that. Emmett Demas. Barnaby Justice. Sometimes Jones. My my writing, my films, my characters of my own that I Sully's diner. Okay. Yeah, that you. Yeah, that you molded yourself. It's full of ideas that are driving me insane. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't we all, Larry? Don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Larry. Okay, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. Yeah, we appreciate you taking some time out, and we'll we'll let you go. Okay. Bye. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. All right. We just talked to Larry Hankin. Larry Hankin. Mr. Heckles. Mr. Carl Heckles. From, Carl from, uh, I want to say Carl, Breaking Bad. No, no, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. The other no, no, B-word. Breaking Bad is uh, Junkyard Joe. Junkyard Joe, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Man. And, uh, or and, Old and, Man Joe, he's been titled and, that and, as well. And something that was, uh, I was thinking about no, we just while- just talked to that guy for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Oh, oh, man. And he had so many good stories. So, and you Those know, some were some insight. crazy stories he told, man. Some real insight. I like the Billy Madison stuff. He, uh, like why he took the job. And, he hated cutting his hair. Yeah, and he slipped it in there for a second, but he was like, you know, I was homeless for a little while there because a question I was going to ask him, which I kind of- you know, pretty much crossed out once he he mentioned it himself, but that he was homeless for a second. Yeah, see, I didn't you I know? didn't know about that. I and knew then, about his stuff with the committee way back in the '60s, but I didn't know yeah. that around that time well, he was fucking homeless. And, 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 and also knew Bob. Uh, fuck, why am I drawing a blank on names? Bob right Dylan. Now? Bob Dylan. Yeah, Bob Dylan. Two first names is what it is. Is that what it's it is? Bob Dylan, Dylan. Bob. Well, I didn't know he knew Dylan Bob. <laughs> 
know. Or Eddie Vedder. Uh, yeah. Oh, did you guys miss that story? We cut that out. Post. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. There was no Eddie Vedder story. We didn't cut anything. Uh, no, uh, it was cool for him to, uh, you know, have these, you know, these stories and to give us a background or behind the scenes looks on things or, you know, just to be down to earth with he us. Used, and he, real. Used, he used a big word. Verisimilitude, jinx, you owe me a, a highfalutin beer off that word. I'll use a, I'll use a big word about him. He was verbose. Verbose. In, okay. In that, yeah. it, not in a bad way. I mean, it's, dude, you always, you know, you always worry like it, that you're going to do an interview and somebody's, you're going to, hey, how about your movie El Camino? Yeah, it was good. It comes out next month. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And he, he was definitely not he, that. He cares about the work that he's putting into Dude, what he's doing. you could definitely he, feel that or interested. hear him talk about that mm-hmm. and his respect for the people he works with or works for and his own respect for his own craft. You definitely hear that, man. It was, uh, yeah, it was really, really cool to be able to talk to him, uh, you know, about his different characters and the generations of work that he's been doing. Because for doing it for so long, I don't think we've talked to anybody who's had a career the way he has. No like, shit. Think about it. Somebody has to be in a business. What, even if you're not even working in something as remarkable as acting or, mu- or a music career, some just imagine doing one thing mm-hmm. for sixty years. Yeah, no. Has he done? Has this been that long? Are, 19, you, are you aging this ni- guy older 1963, than he is? Nineteen sixty-three, sixty years. 2023. Okay, so like 50 what? Six years? Yeah, okay, 55 years. Pretty Are fucking you close. He's pretty really fucking close. I mean, he wasn't an actor in 63, was he? That was that, when that, he was that on was the committee. The improv. But I mean, that's yeah. on stage. Yeah, you're performing. You're a performer at, at the very least. I don't Jesus, know. Jesus, man. I like that he's got books out. Definitely. I would say I'm going to look into I'm going to check him out on Vimeo and try to watch this new character. I I went to write it down, but I didn't get his name. What was it? Something Justice? We'll we'll get all the we'll get that back. Barn I want to say Barnaby Justice, but that's not what he said. No, no, no. It was something, it was something else. like that. But yeah, but the new loopholes dossier book. I'm gonna check that out. Um, and I'm also definitely gonna go on Vimeo and kind of look at his new stuff too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm excited for the new movie, the Breaking Bad one. Oh, like, I, I, was, mean, I was. I have been excited before, about that. I was gonna say before even talking to Larry, I was excited about that in general. No shit. You know, I have was... been for a while. They've been teasing it for for a long while. It just it's so odd that just last night, as we record this, last night on Saturday Saturday Night Live. They use that as an ad at one yeah, of the breaks. And then just today, literally, John was here. We were pre-showing. And I, I ran down the hall and was like, John, 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 look, look, look. Look what I just saw on fucking Facebook. They just released this new teaser trailer. And it's the one featuring him. Yeah. And which must have been from last night. Yep. Cause, just uh, aired last night. Yesterday, Saturday Night Live, like they, it was the season premiere. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah. it was Woody Harrelson because of his Zombieland movie. Zombieland 2. Zombieland 2. Electric then, uh, Zombie Boogaloo. Yeah, and then Billy... <laughs> <laughs> Zombieland 2, Zombie Boogaloo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Billie Eilish was the musician. Billie Eilish, yeah, she's great, man. Sometimes I get her in my eye. It's so annoying. You get an Eilish in your eye. Get out of there, squiggle. (laughs) Anyways, um, no, that was incredible. That was uh, fantastic. That guy was so, like, honest and candid again this is you know a handful of interviews we've done now with some rather big names and they were both super cool down to earth super candid real guys yeah well we tried- he talked about bob dylan being a real guy and just yeah he's and, a fucking real guy no right? wonder you guys got along because he's telling for one you can understand him larry hankin <laughs> hey larry hankin I like let's, get a show. Beer. let's get a beer <laughs> i can't do a bob dylan but I like your show like what you have going i don't know on. what that is oh, that's close that's <laughs> terrible <laughs> me and john are bad at bob dylan yeah, impressions. Larry. yeah larry hankin. he's in the back of a crowd larry <laughs> Larry, Coors Light, Larry, 
Okay, we're done. <laughs> Damn, that's enough of that. I don't want to make fun of. That's Bob why Dylan. we're not on an improv too much. Well, and, and rest that, in peace, Bob Dylan. Is he dead? I don't think so. Okay, I don't well, think so. Rest in life. I know he won like a Nobel Peace Prize recently for his a Nobel Rest in Peace Prize. <laughs> <laughs> that's only given posthumously. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he, no, but it's like when he was telling us, like, oh, Bob Dylan told me this, and you know, we we started chatting after the show. Like, I would have literally broken down. It, it, like, I was trying to put nah, myself. See, I'll play. I would have played it cool. I was trying to Inside, put myself in his shoes. I would have shit a brick. I would have broken down. Extern- uh, externally, I'd have been the coolest guy. I would have just shot the shit with him like it was a normal guy. And then I would have gone home and just been like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, I know. Like, as soon as my door yeah. shuts and I'm in my house, like, what? And I just, like, fall over and I, like, call everybody I know and I'm like, oh, Bob Dylan. Just, yeah. He said, Coors Light. Mm. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. It would, yeah, I would have freaked out. But that's the thing. Like, you got to play it cool in front of these fucking people. Like, I know. Had we met Larry Hankin in person, had that not been a phone interview, you would just been played it cool. Hey, buddy, let's act professional. We do this all the time, man. We talk to the likes of you all the time. Give us some stories, actor guy. Yeah. And then we shut the door and we're like, God damn it, fucking, that was fucking Carl. <laughs> he said, <laughs> <laughs> Weasel laugh guy. We had him right here. Yeah. But, and, uh, yeah, I did not know what to, I uh, think. And li- the listener questions were fantastic. They were good. We pretty much got to most of the ones I wanted the, to hit the, the, about the committee. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, thanks, Jim, for the, for your, your question. Um, uh, Coco, you had a good one about, um, his, about his uh, Billy Madison, with, uh, yeah, on Billy Madison, well, he, I feel he like told he a told story about that. Absolutely, about that, that was cool. Um, and uh, and Kyle, he definitely addressed your question about the doobie keeping his taxi, and he said you're an astute listener. So obviously, not, you get though. astute listener badge this month. Yeah, but there's no way that he was gonna be able to keep that ca- uh, that cab, which wasn't a real cab. No, it wasn't not even at all. a fucking cab. It was just a verisimilitude. You're gonna have to Flintstone down the noun? highway. Is that a thing? I don't even know. The verisimilitude. That's is... a noun, right? No, it's not. No, it's, it's an a... adjective. It's a descriptor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's verisimilitude. Anyway, it's something. Thanks that's for tuning into funny, brought. funny to grammar. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I'm let's, your host, John. Let's uh, let's wind. Uh, you know, let's wind down and get on out of here. Get we, uh, on out of here. It was we great. Got plenty, plenty of episode for you guys on this one. I hope you enjoyed that interview. We, yeah, we, yeah. I hope you enjoy listening as much as. We enjoyed listening. Are you taking my shit? Shooting the shit. No, I just, I don't know. I was trying to spin it. And then you can laugh with us or at us. Or at Larry. Or at us or with us. (laughs) Larry with us or at us. And uh, tip your pasta maker. (laughs) Those people that work on that are way more talented to me than tip your stromboli. Than the pizza maker. Anywho. It's uh, it's the pasta makers that do it. That uh, that pasta machine is sick. Uh, yeah, we hope you guys enjoy listening. I'm gonna just do it. For yeah, do real. it. Do it for real. I was fucking around. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy chatting and shooting the, the shit with you. Can laugh with us or at, at us. us. It doesn't matter. And Coleman, tip your pizza maker. <laughs>